everybody. Welcome to episode 62 of the Home Ice Advantage, which is becoming more and more relevant uh, as a podcast title um, as we go through the playoffs. Uh, Kane's 2-1 win in overtime. Um, let's get into it, Colin. Any instant reactions from the game? Yes, but very quickly before we get into it, I just want to mention that uh, there has been an issue with Apple Podcast, as it turns out for the past three episodes, that we want to rail of. Um, to where the episode wouldn't load into your feed if you were subscribed to it. That has since been fixed, so today you're going to be treated with three episodes at once. I'm sure you're not going to listen to all three, but that's just the explanation. Uh, but jumping into the instant reaction of the game, and I said this a lot walking home from the game, which was, if like imagine playing the worst 40 minutes of hockey you've played in a very long time. And still picking up a win in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it, it was funny because going into the game, uh, you know, I thought that people didn't give us quite enough credit. Like, I think we should have beat the Bruins, but I didn't think it would it would be devastating if you didn't, as this is you know part, a year and year like legitimate cup window. But the Bruins were good. Like, you heard the Bruins say that they thought if they could beat us, they were going to go on a run kind of thing. I, I, I felt the same way about, about the Bruins, I think, in its simplest terms. So, you know, going to the game, I felt confident. Lots of Rangers fans in attendance, which, like, oh, who would have thought? Like, yeah. again, the issue is not fans coming. The issue is ticket brokers. So. I also believe I said that in advance, that there would be more Rangers fans than there was – Boston fans that, on average, Rangers fans can normally get more people in the building, but that's only because we have a containment area that is Cary, North Carolina. So, What's funny about it, too, is I don't know if it's a containment area, but there's something about New York sports. And I'm very well, like, I, I should write a book on the New York sports fan for the people so that they understand, you know? But, like, there are a lot of casual Bruins fans. Maybe they own, like, a shirt or a jersey, but they don't really keep up with it anymore, or they're not super into it, and um, they just don't go, you know? But New York sports fans have never been that way. I thought, we'll talk about it, the goal a little bit later, but when Hurdle scored that goal, it was a pretty good goal on a turnover that they forced to go up 1-0, and they didn't do the goal song. I was like, wow, all these people are here. And have no idea, no idea about the Rangers. Like, it's like, you know, and there were obviously less Preds fans in the building than there was um, Rangers fans. But the Preds still do their little chants and whatever, you know. Um, But, yeah, just there's going to be more. Like, the carry jokes are funny. um, But there will always be more because – Rangers fans and New York sports fans in general are more of the they're there to ruin your good time, not there to have a good time. Like, I go to sporting events all the time where I don't have a particularly deep rooting interest in either way, and I could be a cockhead about it, but I don't. <laughs> and that's just not a thing that New York sports does. So... Um, I actually thought too, because when we were get we were getting in line, I didn't see a ton of Rangers fans. And then we got in the building and I was like, oh no. 
no. There's a there's a few more than we're in line. You know, <clears throat> and it's just a little tidbit on Rangers fans. At the game, I might have seen ten Gretzky jerseys, like not T-shirts, but actual jerseys. Uh, it's so rough. It's it's just such a random thing to do. Listen, I mean, it's a cool novelty that yeah. the that the goat played for your team. But he did uh, imagine like now. imagine if you uh, if I owned a Patrick Mar- uh, Marlowe's jersey. That's literally the same. You, if you were like, here's my sick retro Paul Coffee jersey. Like, bro, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck about that? So we can get into the game a little bit. Um, it was not a good 40 minutes. Um, I don't think there's too much to go over in that first 40 minutes. Um, other than... Rata really saved your fucking bacon. Yeah. Really, really saved your bacon. I thought... It's hard to tell rewatching it how much was them because they're they're not a good defensive team in terms of chances, but they do they do block a lot of shots. They can play kind of annoying, and then Shosturkin is an animal. Um, what was funny is I didn't think he played all that well. I don't think he was challenged all that well, and he got beat post. Us going trying trying to go post down twice and it just didn't, you know, off the post instead of posting in, and then the Aho goal wasn't good, and there's I mean there's nothing you can do about the last one, so I didn't think he played tremendous, so I don't know if it's on us or them. It's it's obviously a little bit of a mix of both, but through 40 minutes it was not good. I think the shots might have been like 24 13 or something like that. And it, it just wasn't pretty. Something. The first, I guess I'll just say this, and then I'll get, I'll jump back to what I'm going to say is, up until what two minutes and thirty four seconds, oh, we were looking at heartbreak. A one zero loss in game one isn't devastating, of course. It's not like um, you're the Oilers who let nine goals get hung around your neck, but. It's still devastating. We're a team that needs to win our 2-1 games. Yeah. Because we're also a team where we, we're we going to win more 2-1 games than we are going to win 4-3 games, right? Which is fine. Um, but I think the best example, let's use the Avalanche. We beat them 2-0. We got crushed 7-4. I think if you're going to beat us, that's the way. Um because come playoff time, we're a four-goal team at yeah. best. Which, and you'll get empty netters and random blots and stuff. But on any given day, we're a four-goal team. And there are teams that can do better than that. So we just have to not let it get there. I thought it was rough. Um, I'm, I thought Ian Cole played a sneaky good game before the goal. It was nice to see him get rewarded. There were a couple times where he made really good stick plays when he was getting beat running down the ice. I thought Tony had a, like, I don't think he did a ton offensively and he had that turnover, but defensively, I thought he played pretty well, all things considered. It wasn't perfect, but I think we're seeing the ceiling for him defensively and it's not bad at all for what he gives you offensively. 
So, um, I, like I said, I don't think there's a lot from the Canes fan perspective to go over in that first 40. It was funny to see Jake and I, friend of the podcast, season ticket member with us, Jake. I like, I randomly get up and like pee and walk around. I basically show up for all these games buckled and try to sober myself up in the first intermission and get where I want to be. And I see him and the number of Rangers fans up one goal in the first period, giving out high fives and all this stuff. It's like, wow, there's just no respect paid here for the, the sports gods who are a cruel, cruel beasts you know what i mean they're awful yeah so i was to be honest with you i was kind of worried because i didn't think the building had a tremendous amount of energy i didn't think they gave the hurricanes gave anything to cheer about through 40 minutes which was part of the problem uh there were also again a lot of visiting fans um there's also importantly on that one um Boston fans were mainly within the visitor section. So, you know, Boston shoots twice on that side. And then there were like a couple of them sprinkled through. You're always going to get behind the visitor's box and the shoot twice section. That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. But with the, with the Rangers, it was honestly just a good, healthy mix all the way around the building. It was just a good, healthy mix, which is harder to deal with because one section can make another section shut up, but the entire building has to get going to get them shut up. And the good thing, and this is, I mean, they were all so buckled by the time they got there. I, I felt like in the, there was so much gusto in the first that by the middle of the second, a lot of it had died down. Yeah. So we, we get into the third and like I said, I was kind of nervous for the energy I didn't think losing this game would have been super important. It's really hard to go undefeated. Um, Especially a 1-0 game. Like, yeah. No, that's a like, one-shot game. It is what it is. Yeah. And you were going to get, like, look, the Rangers, by design, are going to goalie some people. And, you know, they're going to cheat a little bit and get a couple. And Shesterkin's going to steal some, and that's going to be that. And we are a team that is more susceptible to being goalied out of, like, the top five. Like, let's just say the Kings are a top five team in the NHL, wherever you'd want to put them. Of that top five, we are by far the easiest or the most susceptible to being goalied out of all of them. So that game will come in this series most likely because it's just the nature of the beast, right? Um but I felt good. I got back in my seat with about five minutes left. And the building was already getting loud. Like loud. Like people were playing. And I at first, it, it got so loud that I assumed somebody got thrown out. And that there was just like a, a fan thing. Um, but the Canes came out and Busted ass. Just, first of all, 100% true. It's uh, it's as if the building realized, you know, we're going to the third here. Let's, you know, I don't know, be good fans, uh, be loud, be what we need them to be, what they need. 
But also, I'm just, I just want to go back just a quick second. You know, I've been to quite a few hockey games in my life, and I've seen maybe five people all the time be ejected from games. There was like, I noticed at least 10 people get ejected last night, and only one of them was a Canes fan. So, uh, fuck the Rangers. That's not my point. But the energy level going into the third was incredible. Uh, yeah. Ex- especially considering how flat we had been for the first 40 minutes. There wasn't there wasn't anything to cheer for for puck drop going into the third. But, I mean, you're, you're there to do a job. Yeah. And I thought the Canes played better towards the end of the second, but we're still getting outplayed. And I thought the Rangers hadn't gone into full-on survive mode for until probably about 15 minutes in. That's when I thought the Canes really started to fucking lean on them. Um, you had a couple different chances. You had Aho hit the post. I, I didn't think that, like, at that point, I still felt good about our chances to tie it. Once it goes into overtime, who knows? But I still felt good about our chances to tie it. Um, it wasn't really all that back and forth. Like I said, they were surviving. When Nino got that breakaway, and that hit the post, and I don't remember how much time was left, maybe six or seven minutes, I thought that might be it. I was like, all right, well, you hit two posts, whatever. Um, you had that one chance in the period, too, where Tavo, much in the same way that Hurdle scored and Kako uh, completely just missed, and that same kind of like way off with the goalie, like way to the outside of play with the goalie way out in the net. Uh, Teravainen had an opportunity like that, and he just didn't get enough wood on it, and it didn't go anywhere. That really hurt, and I was like, ah, you know. It's actually funny you say this, because in his uh, post game, Ronta said a very similar thing. It was after uh, Nito's post. Uh, he was uh, the, uh, this clearly paraphrased. I don't remember his exact words, but it was basically like, "Damn, are we are we gonna be able to get one tonight? Is this gonna be a one zero loss?" And that's Ranta. I mean, he's literally sitting in the net, like, "Fucking hockey gods, man! Can't even get a bounce." So then, and I think the Kako goal came before the or the near goal came before that. Uh, I love it because Kako and Lafreniere, like. You know, the, they're so overhyped because they got drafted by the Rangers. They're both good players, but the the pedals are starting to fall off. Kako, um, you know, very grateful he didn't score it. Really good play by them. It happens. Then we go the other way. That Ajo goal was a really good play by him. But Shesterkin, I don't understand, and I might just be an idiot. I don't play goalie. I'm not an NHL goalie. That might surprise you. Um, so he got his pad on it the first time, and then he fell back in his in his net on the rebound. So Aho just kind of like scooped it and pushed it in. If he had stayed steady instead of like sliding back in the net, because it looked like it was on purpose, because his glove was late, but he was going to go glove side on that. If he hadn't done that, I don't. I mean, Aho's not going to lift it over the pad from there. I don't think he scores. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that one. Um, which is funny because also, like, the only chain of the night was uh, Igor. 
So it's good to know he uh, Well, they had the defense chant too, which is I hate like cross sport chants, you know? Like that is very clearly a basketball or a football. It's really a basketball chant. And it can maybe be a football chant, but it is not a hockey chant. No, no, no. It's definitely not. Um, but the people of New York are idiots and only know one chant. So I love too. I want to f- focus on this. I thought the fans did a really good job of being awful. I thought they did a really good job of like, was a lot of New York sucks. I thought they did a very good job of kind of shutting down these um, let's go Rangers chants. Um, I love the like, just go home. Like, we don't want you here. Please feel free to leave. Uh, well, that's just the idea because the, these people will legitimately be like, wow. You, uh, you know, Carolina fans are so shitty. I would be more upset if I lived in such a shitty place. It's like, dog, you, you moved here. I was born here. You made an active choice to move halfway across the country. What the fuck you yeah. talk about? Just leave. Yeah. So it's what I, but it, it's, it's, it, and you don't want to beat it too much into the, the dirt, but I thought Kane's fans did a good job of being a problem. We saw somebody get chucked. First, he tried to like run from security. Not like physically run, but he saw them coming and like got up and tried to like move, and that didn't work. And he's clearly so fucked up. And he was like giving people the bird on the way down the stairs, and then like ran into the security guard and like dropped his hat. It was it was actually kind of embarrassing. I was like, oh man, um, that was good. So when we go into overtime, I felt very good heading into overtime. To be honest with you, uh. I just felt like all the momentum had been on her side. I felt like Ronta was in a place where I don't know if anything would ever get past him again if we kept playing. But thankfully, you get an own goal. It might have been Lindgren. I don't remember who had the own goal, but Ian Cole gets credit for it. Um, I thought, really good game. I think there's a lot you cannot the only the only like presser that I watched after the after the game was Rod, who's basically like, yeah, they outplayed us. And to be honest, we've been on their side of it a ton. And to be on this side of it feels pretty good. But you can't let that happen again. That's exactly how I feel. And I, I actually think to be honest with you, it turns Friday into a borderline must win. Like if you go out there and play well and don't leave with the W, it's not like a true must win because it's fine. You're going to go to MSG. I don't fear MSG at all. Yeah. Um, Cause it's all just corporate guys. It's, it's not, I mean, congrats, like brokers jacked up your ticket prices. It's all corporate guys. Um, if, but if- have done something to I don't know prevent brokers do that anyways yeah, well but whatever I feel like you have to win game two honestly um because and I guess if you play poorly again that's concerning but it, what, what to me so this is it you won a game you didn't play well in which I think you kind of did game two against the Bruins last series. So you got it. 
But now, now you can't give that back the other way, right? Now if you play well, you have to win. I know that sounds stupid, but like you have to finish game two. Yeah. yeah. And, and go from there. So it would also help like deflate the Rangers even more because so they, they gave up a win in a game that they should have won. And then obviously well, hopefully get dumb stored in game two. Now you're heading back to MSG and they're like, Well fuck. You know, we threw everything we had at them in game one and got nothing out of it. Well, how do we know what we're going to be able to do now? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Shesterkin is good. So, I, I, like I said, it's not a true must win. But you you don't want to be on the other side of the ledger like they are, right? So, I, I mean, I don't think there's a lot to take away from the game, to be honest, other than the Canes kind of got away with one. They're very good. And yeah. that's going to happen from time to time. That has to be the exception, not the rule. Um, we saw the the square get put up, which was nice. We ended up breaking up two fights on our way out the door, which was nice. Did you see, by the way? And I, I retweeted it. I don't know if you saw it. but So you've seen the clip of that obviously fucked up woman in the NYPD hat getting escorted out of the building, and then she yes. just randomly pushes a cop? Yeah. I did. There, there are two funny things that come from that. One, if you read through the comments, people are like, why'd they have to restrain her like that? Those big bad cops and she's a tiny woman. It's like, you know, I think once you're drunk and belligerent enough to start like pushing cops, like anything short of assault, kind of done yourself. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing, they have a picture of her before the game started. On the Rangers' social media yes, pages. Yeah. Yes, so I'm, yes, yes. I'm not joking when I'm saying there was, like, there was evidence of, like, a good 10 people being ejected last night. And one of them was a fight between a Canes fan and a Rangers fan, so they both get kicked. But holy fuck, guys. Really? You're going to come in the barn, uh, come into our barn and then act like that and expect not to get chucked? What are you doing? Well, a lot of it is that that was be- behavior you could get away with for a long time. Oh, not anymore. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's a good thing. Like I said, I, I've said this to you. I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but I anytime these asshole fans from other teams, your Flyers and your your Rangers and your Bruins and you know things of that nature, it's so important. When I say shitty, you don't have to make it personal. You don't have to attack somebody as a person. There are physical attributes, but it's about being awful. It's about, like, if people come to the games, like the guys who sat to my right at the game, they weren't out of line in anything they did. And I didn't have a single word to say to them, you know? You can come to the game and enjoy the game. But I think as a fandom, the next wave is it's so important. Like, if people want to come and be dickheads, you have to be able to be dickheads back. And the Canes are good enough that you're going to come out on top a lot of the time and people will stop, dickheads will stop stop coming to games, but fans will keep coming to games. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I guess it, uh, just one last note of, of from the game itself is that former majority owner Peter Kamanos made an appearance for the first time in a very long time. I don't I think it's his first game in like two years, like pre-COVID. Yeah, I, w- I wonder, 
A, we were directly behind him and had no idea. He he looks like he's aged, uh, uh, not in a disrespectful way. I he, wonder he's just if old he was sick and now good enough to come to a game. That's what I thought when I saw the picture. So people um, have a lot of hate for Carmanos. Yeah, I, I personally don't like the guy, but like at the same point, it was his team. Come watch a game. Well, and there's something to be said to this kind of happened to the Mets with the Will Ponds, and I'm not a Will Pond guy, Will Ponds guy, but they had a ton of money and then found out they didn't have a ton of money. And, you know, they made money in the moment from the Bernie Madoff stuff, but ended up losing way more than they ever made. And, um, part like the Bobby Bonilla contract exists exclusively because of, of of Madoff, and so the Mets used to spend a ton of money, and then the Wilpons ran out of money and they stopped spending money. And the Hurricanes never they weren't necessarily a cap team before Compuware died, but I mean the guy clearly ran out of money, and it you know and should he have buried his ego and like. Sold the team sooner, like I guess that's a fair thing to say, but I don't want to. You know, I don't want to bash on the guy a hundred percent. I mean, but why did it take us twenty five seasons to get a practice facility? Well, I mean, he's not a billionaire like Dundon is. I mean, you're telling me over those twenty, you couldn't have come back. I after- think that entire practice, the what do they call it now, the Invisalign Center. Oh, it's still the weight competition center, but then the rink that they specifically practice on is the Invisalign rink. Okay, okay. I just want to like shout out, shout out to Invisalign. Yeah. Invisalign has become a major sponsor. In case you don't know, so if you need braces, don't get fucking braces. Get Invisalign. There we go. But I don't know. Like I, I think people are too heavy-handed with the Carmano stuff. Um, that's all. I, I don't. You know. Yeah, that's not. None of this is the point. Um, just good to. I got. Even if you don't like him, which includes me, you should enjoy the fact that he got to come and see his team play. I that... think they've done a good job. The Canes <laughs> currently, as well as like bringing in a lot of alumni, yeah, like lesser known alumni. Yep, you're not wrong there. Um, but I guess one last thing before we wrap it up is uh, Freddie Anderson was spotted today on the ice with uh, the goalie co- coach. Now, importantly, he did not practice, so Rod's statement remains the same. Well, he's not going to address anything until he practices. I think this is a perpetuation of – I don't think we'll see him this round. No, I mean, you're very much on the record that you don't think we'll see him in this round. But I think this is part of the, like – because all he was doing is, like, moving side to side, basically, from yeah. all the clips that I saw. I think this is them – just putting that out there. Yeah, th- this like, is a mind game. This is a hundred percent mind game. That's where I was going to take this. Is this is they want them to think? Well, even if you beat Ranta, I don't know if you would have won Frederick Anderson, but uh, he's right there. I don't know if I wouldn't pull Freddie for a while either. I don't think or Freddie Ranta. I would want the Canes to be down. Yeah, no, no, hundred uh, percent. This is Ronta's net. He he has earned it at this point. It's. I, I don't that... think that'll happen. I think they'll give it to Freddie. But I'm just saying personally. For I me, disagree. 
I think we'll they'll let Ronta rock it, especially because, and I mean, Freddie just hasn't played a game in over a month. This was his first time on ice in a month. Like, you, you don't want to jump straight to that. Do, um, I'll, I'll make you a, a deal. I'll, I'll bet you. Um, so do you, you know that Predators puck that I have from last year's playoffs, which are actually like kind of cool? Yeah. So I never saw a Tampa one. And I never saw – and I, I didn't look to be – I looked when I was around, but I never saw a Tampa one, and I didn't see one for the Bruins this year. I but have I, a Boston one. I want the Tampa one from last year, and there's a Rangers one. Where did you find the Bruins one? You didn't buy me one? No. This was uh, – it was actually that day I went to go pick up the Slave and Jersey. It was at the store, so I picked it up where I was there. Are you serious? Yeah. I'll trade you. The Jersey for that? Deal. No, I, do you, do they have any more? Do you know? I I mean I I don't know. I mean at the at this point, if there's any left, they would be at the yard sale uh, during the off season. So I think yeah. what what's probably best is to wait for the yard sale, and if they still don't have it, we'll work something out. I'd like the Tampa one from last year too, because I again I lightly looked. Yeah, I don't remember those being at the yard sale either. Yeah. So whatever. So let's get in game two predictions. Um, Keep this brief. What do you think will happen? I'm, we'll do we'll do a round of beer for scores. I'm hopeful uh, that we you know we realize what happened in game one and stay on our game. It's important to me that Sebastian scored. Um, There's like six forwards tied. I, I guess not even four, just six players tied for three goals, which is the most any single player has on the team for this playoffs. And I think it's important that Ajo got that goal to maybe shake some of this rust off because it's possible there was that uh, McAvoy hit in game five, but he has been slow. Uh, that Bergeron line really did a number on him Yeah, in Boston, period. And I, he, I think he was fine at home until game seven, which you're right, I don't know how much the McAvoy hit had a part to play in that, but I didn't think he looked great through two periods at all and hopefully like you said i hope that goal does get him going because not only that goal wasn't like a i mean it wasn't an ian cole goal it didn't reflect off someone's skate that was a good goal by him because he stuck with it yeah who put in the effort to get that so the hope is that that will help build his confidence back up next time he goes bar down it'll go in yeah exactly exactly i thought um you know who really impressed me too i felt like they really kind of came after seth jarvis and I thought he played a really, really good game. I don't know if they come after him. I was actually thinking about this in the game. So it's interesting you bring this up. I think Seth Jarvis is just so willing to put himself in situations that if he torn, if, like, if he gets the puck away from them, oh my God, what the fuck, amazing. But he also puts himself in a vulnerable position where he's. He really it, reminds me of Braden Point. Yeah. I accept a lot, lot smaller. <laughs> um, so one of these times he, he he's gonna take a hit and he's he's gonna get hard. So let's all just keep our fingers crossed. It's a you know bruised ego rather than something more serious. All right, give me a score. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. So let's do three one uh, Canes. All right. Um, yeah, I think if the Canes play well, I think they're obviously better. Um, five two Canes. Okay.
I was originally going to say shut up, but I'm not that disrespectful. So you said three one. Yeah, I think there will be empty netters. So I'm, I I don't think we're that far off. I think there will be at least an empty netter. Yeah. All right, so we'll leave it at that. Um, thanks everybody for listening.